welcome to a special Bissell Brothers Brewing Showcase episode of... Brutal Battle. Yes, so as we talked about on our uh, wrap-up episode from our Portland, Maine vacation, uh, we are doing a brewery showcase for Bissell Brothers. And this is basically sponsored by Bissell Brothers just because they gave us beers for this episode. And some extra beers, too, so thank you very much to Bissell Brothers, specifically Kevin Broderick, who was a joy to talk to. We had a really good time chatting with him, um, and it, it's a cool place. So we'll give a little information on our our trip there, how we felt about the tap room and everything, but we're also going to do the normal kind of history, how Bissell Brothers came to be, talk about their beers. So for this, though, we don't have four beers to try. Kevin threw at us five beers. Uh, we were talking to him and I was just like, yeah, we usually do four beers for these episodes. And he's like, I'll, I'll give you five. There you go. Boom. So we're doing five. And if people don't know the way they do their packaging, it's 16 ounce cans and 16 ounce cans only. So um, there will be no can- uh, bottle openers being popped. There will just be cans popping. And our Cat was on the table, but she is now leaving. I think she wanted to be here for the beginning. She always does, because... Because she was happy we went to Bissell Brothers. She is now using the box as her little beer fort box. (laughs) Yeah, their their case box from the cans, she immediately loved it. And, uh, yeah, and actually, people, if you don't follow on Instagram, Cats on Tap... Yeah. Uh, it's a bunch of cats with beers, and Chloe, our cat, was featured yeah. on there mm-hmm. in, in her Bissell, in the Bissell Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there you go. A little extra extra media coverage for Bissell Brothers on the cat <laughs> angle. <laughs> so that's always great. Because really, Instagram is only good for beer and cats. Yeah, pretty much. I mean... I, I agree. I agree with that. You don't even... I'm the Instagram. Oh, give me a beer. My yeah, glass I know. is empty. Yeah, well, we're, we're just going to jump into it, because um, we have five, so I'm going to paste these throughout. So the first beer that we're going to do is the most available of any beer, because it's the very first beer that Bissell Brothers ever did. It is their The Substance Ale. Now, one of the interesting things is a lot of the times, at least on their website, they don't call out the style of a beer. They just kind of call it something, like an ale, or they'll just give it the name, so... With this one, it's just the Substance Ale, but for all intents and purposes, it's an IPA. Um, actually, did you want to open it up and sure. pour? Well, I just I love their cans. They're all sixteen ounce cans. If you didn't say that already, yes, it and did. the tab is black. Well, also their um, artwork oh. is really good. I can't get this either. Oh, did you cut your nails recently? Okay, I'll open it for you. I bite my nails. <laughs> I um, cut my nails, but. Okay, here you go. And But I also like all the, the packaging of all their cans. Too. Actually, I'll just pour it. I'm good. Okay. I already have it in my hand. Though, but... I was fired. Yeah, also, you fired. Bissell Brothers Brewery Showcase Brutal Battle. <laughs> Man. It's a thing. Yeah. And then if you just want some more, you can let me know. Um, so one of the cool things about their website in particular is that they will do the breakdown of the malts in there and the hops in there, which I love it when breweries do that. So because that's available, I want to do it for these beers that we're going to be trying. So the substance ale, um, which this one's actually done weekly production. So it's pretty much always available. Um, the malts used are two row, main two row, main flaked wheat, flaked oats, and caramel 20. And the hops are Falconer's Flight, Centennial, Apollo, Eureka, and Chinook. And they did, when we were, um, Kevin was showing us around. Kevin, right? Yes, Kevin. That would have been horrible faux pas. <laughs> if you didn't remember I was like, it's definitely Kevin. Um, when he was showing us around, he was saying, you know, they really try to use a lot of ingredients from Maine, which yes. is always kind of cool. And I'm sure you'll probably get into some of that maybe. Actually, one of our beers that we're trying here is made with 100% main ingredients, yeah. so I, yeah. that's cool. We'll talk about that when we get to that one. Oh, I was just going to start drinking this. Well, Can we talk about this so I can drink? <laughs> yeah. What does it look like? Um, it looks like a hazy IPA, yeah. really. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, just looking at it, I, I mean, it's definitely hazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would say it's a, definitely a hazy IPA, but it's definitely yeah, yeah. hazy, like that yellow color, yeah. Orangish, yellowish. It's got, you know, the way I poured it, a little agitated. It's got a nice white head on the top. The smell. Ooh. Yeah. 
It's, it smells it's, sweet. I'm getting some like caramel. Yeah, yeah. I definitely get that kind of underlying caramel note. That yeah, it it. That's what I just said. It traveled. I was just gonna say it travels all the way through the nose. It's okay. not like a quick hit or anything like that. <laughs> like, were you listening? To me? But I feel like as it goes, there's also citrus yeah. and pine, and I believe the pine's probably coming from that falconer's flight. Um, primarily, but that, like, citrus and pine mix in the nose, it's, like, it's a really good balance. Yeah. Neither of them dominate, and I like that. Because it's not, like, too sweet. It smells good. Yeah. Yeah, it does smell a little bit sweet, though. <sighs> mm, yeah, it smells good. Mm, it's good. Ooh, yeah. It tastes kind of chewy, mm-hmm. doesn't it? It does. I think probably a lot of that has to do with the oat, the the flaked wheat mm. and the oats yeah. in there. Kind of gives it more of an actual mouth feel, and that kind of happens with the New England style mm. IPAs. Is you know there's a little more of an of a sub of substance to it. Hence the name. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about <laughs> that. I mean, maybe subconsciously yeah. it was kind of in there and was like. And real quick, I want to say the their logo. Uh, the Bissell Brothers logo, like, this is a logo that I think if, when somebody pitched it conceptually, someone was probably like, that is a stupid idea and it's going to look terrible. But the way they put it together, it actually looks really good. Oh, I love it. That logo could have gone wrong very easily, but it really works. And at their brewery, um, their outside little patio space, there's um, a gate, oh, like, yeah. fence around it, and it's um, made... That logo is like made in the iron, or I don't even know what material it is. It looks really cool. Yeah, dude, this beer is like ridiculously easy to drink. Yeah, and what is it? Six point. But tasty. Oh yeah, I should have said that. I think it's um, six, six. Yeah, it's six point six. I need a little splash more. Yeah, no. It, oh, I really like this. Yeah, no, it's re- it's really good. It's just like super easy. It's got that pine. It's got that citrus. It's got that caramel. It's a little bit chewy, like you were saying. Low bitterness. It's I don't know because sometimes I mean you know me I've been kind of like hating on IPAs more recently because I feel like right. they're kind of like one note like been mm-hmm. there done that but I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. And you know I know on the podcast I've kind of talked talked smack in a sense about New England style IPAs. But when I do that, it's typically breweries who are not doing a really good job of making New England-style IPAs. Like, I know that's the hot thing right now. And so when when breweries kind of show up and they're like, oh, we can try our hand at this or let's just get in on it to make the money. Like, you can taste that in the beer. And you're just like, it's not that good. But with a, a brewery like Bissell Brothers, that's how they started. And that's what they've perfected. Like, a brewery like that... It's a whole different ball game, really. Yeah. And so all the hazy, they are mostly known for their hazy IPAs, although they do other stuff, a lot of other we'll stuff. Ta- I'm sure we'll talk about and that. And we will talk about that. Um, they just, they do a really good job. All the hazy stuff that we've tried is really good mm. because, like, they've perfected there it. Were, there were a couple that I just thought were okay. Yeah, but not a single thing you had where you like, oh, I don't like that. Oh, yeah, no. You were at least like, that's... Pretty good. Yeah. It was sure. pretty good, too. This is awesome. So, okay. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I would agree with that. So, going to talk a little bit about the history. So, Bissell Brothers, literally, it's two brothers by the names of Noah and Peter. And their actual initial brewery, which they're on their second brewery, and they opened another one. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, their initial brewery opened in December of 2013. Uh, but that was after a copious amount of home brewing. That they had done. I think they've been homebrewing since 2010, but I have it somewhere else in my notes, which, so I'll probably end up throwing that out. Oh, yeah, actually, it's right there. 2010 is when they started homebrewing. Um, they currently have the largest tap room in the state of Maine. Really? Yeah. Yes. What is, like, square footage? Y- yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Interesting. So that's and cool. That, well, that's really interesting coming, because their tap room wasn't. I mean, it was a nice size. It definitely wasn't the largest tap room. That you've seen? Or, there's a lot. I mean, just I can name a ton in our area that are way bigger. Well, yeah, but that's why I'm saying in Maine. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Like, you think about it, and you think about the other places we went. We, t- we went to Allagash. Their tap room's not that big. We went to Oxbow. That's true. 
very small, but also their even their blending and bottling much bigger, but still small in comparison yeah. to Bissell Brothers. Because the other thing is Bissell Brothers had an upstairs. Yeah, that's true. We in addition, that's true. And they had that. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, they have a lot of seating. Yeah. a lot. So that's why it's the okay. biggest. So I mean, one, it's a nice size. I'm not. I'm not dogging on it. It's a nice size. It's just interesting. When Bissell Brothers originally started out, they had three employees. When they moved to their new location, they have on. They had in an article that was from this year that they had 17 employees. But I think Kevin told us it was like 24. So I think since that article I read, it was from like June of this year. They've brought on more employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the cool thing that Kevin said is that not a single employee has left over four years. Yeah. It's, cool. and he said that that kind of speaks to, it really is kind of like a family type environment for the workers there. Like they want it to feel familial. They want it to be relaxed and cool, but people still, you know, doing work mm-hmm. and people love it. So I always like to hear that. Oh yeah. And you can see it. That was the other thing. Well, cause you could, I mean, I feel like most brewery folks are kind of cool, but well, you, and Pat, because they're a lot of times passionate yeah. about the craft beer. But you could see like everyone was getting along. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see inside jokes. They had photos kind of around the brewery that were making fun of each other in a fun, jovial kind of way. Yeah, so. definitely. Like the uh, they had a picture of Brendan Fraser crying, which is pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> I like that. Um, okay, so. Noah and Peter originally grew up in Milo, Maine, which had a population around 2,000. Jeez. Yeah, pretty small. So they stayed there until they went to college. So once they got out of there, it was kind of like this, oh, there's there's way more stuff out there. It's a much bigger place. And um, I believe it was Peter in particular had gone to Portland. I think he went to college first, and he went to Portland Because he's older. Yes, I believe so. And so he fell in love with Portland. He was like, this is so cool. This is a really nice place. He ended up working at a place called the King's Head that was on, you'll know this, Diamond Island in the Casco Bay. Because while we were there, we did a tour. Yeah. So we saw that. So, he, yeah, he worked at the King's Head, Diamond Island, Casco Bay. And that's where he was introduced to craft beer. Hmm. And that's where he kind of started being like, oh, this is a thing. And this is awesome. So he started to become very passionate about it. Well, he kind of passed that along to his brother Noah, who would come and visit, and then he'd be like, try this craft beer. And uh, they both got into craft beer together, and then they started homebrewing. Mm-hmm. Like I said, since 2010, they were homebrewing. So once they kind of got through college, and they were looking for, what are we going to do with our lives? You know, what are, what are our jobs going to be? What are things going to look like for us in the long run? Noah was kind of like, I don't really think I want to work for a person. And I feel like we... Who I can, does? <laughs> I know, right? And he was like, I feel like I can make something happen. Uh, so he talked to Peter, who at the time had a successful studio business. He was a photographer, mm. and he was going around and shooting a lot of the food and craft beer in mm. Portland. Um I believe he was doing some other stuff on the side with photography in order to be successful, but he had a business and he was doing fine. But Noah said, Hey, you know, we've been home brewing. Why don't we start our own brewery? And then we don't. Oh, oh Rebecca, I need some water. No, I want water. Oh, you want water. I got to pace okay. myself. There's five of them. I know, but don't they go down so smooth? Well, yeah. <laughs> it, it feels like that you're not drinking at all, really. So, um,. Yeah, so anyway, so so Noah pitched it, and he's just like, why don't we just do this brewery? And Peter was kind of like, oh, I've got this thing going on, but yeah. You know, after a little bit of convincing, he was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, but once they did open in 2013, they have said in articles I've read that it was a learning experience. Like, they knew a lot of stuff going in, but once you get into something like that, you kind of start to figure out, you know, how much beer can we actually make at any point? How much do we... Like, how's distribution really going to work? How do we need to pace things? How many people do we need working for us? Well, you know, all yeah. that. It's type not of. just brewing good beer. Right. There's a I whole wonder lot. what they both went to college for. You know, I don't know. I didn't find that. But, huh. I don't know. That's a good question, though. I don't usually think about that because I'm more focused on the actual beer. Well, I just feel like, you know what? What you study definitely could enhance your business as far as, like, marketing or business or... 
I would, what I went to college for, it would be of no use when opening a brewery. Yeah. Except to prevent injuries. True, yes. Because safety is a thing at breweries. It's true. Very much so. Decrease repetitive stress. In fact, when we (laughs) were... Body mechanics. When we were there, Kevin made us wear safety... Well, I had to wear safety glasses and he wore safety glasses. You didn't have to because you actually have glasses, but he had to make sure it was safe. Even though you made fun of me consistently last night for wearing glasses. Well, that was last night. That wasn't on our trip. Mm Mm-hmm. That was more tied to reading books. That's yeah, what that Carlin was. Carlin thinks I'm nerdy. <laughs> it's fine, though. Um, anyway, the... Yeah, so... After kind of getting his feet wet at uh, the King's Head, Peter ended up working at this place called the Thirsty, Thirsty Pig. Thirsty Pig! Yes. And we walked by it. Yes, we did. I kind of wanted to go in and just be like, we, we were here. <laughs> yeah, so he was working at Thirsty Pig, and that's where he really started to increase his craft beer knowledge more, and was kind of like deep into it. In fact, would would find out a lot about craft beer to make sure that he could make really good recommendations to people who are coming in to order beers. Be like, you know, what do you like? I think this would be good for you. Like one of those people who you want as a server, basically. Um, So that's where he really fine-tuned that. So during that time, they were working on homebrewing. And I believe Kevin had told us that's when they were working on their prototype for the substance ale. Mm -hmm. And they would kind of have some people there taste it. And people were like, this is really good. Uh, so that's kind of where it started. And then when they ended up opening, their first event outside of their own brewery was at the Thirsty Pig. Hmm. So I think it's very fitting. And obviously it was. Um, the only other thing I'm going to say at this point, well, no, I'll leave that for the next portion. Let's do beer, a beer. Beer, 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 I know, let's do a beer. Okay, so I'm going to bring this one up real quick. The info on it. It is Industry versus Inferiority. And it is an IPA. It is 6.2% alcohol. The malts in it are Golden Promise, Two Row, Flaked Barley, Karastan, and C80. The hops in it are Idaho 7, Amarillo, and Mosaic. Hmm. You think you could? Well, I can't. We need one of those things. We need a thing to do the stuff. We need a thingy bobber. Again, I love the can. Yeah, another good design. It's just like, I mean, it's simple, but it's, oh, it still looks cool. Yeah, it does look cool. So check out the website, and I'll post these on Instagram. Yeah, definitely. Uh, tell me what it looks like. What does it look like? She went Im- oh, immediately. Sorry. To, you went immediately to smelling. I'm surprised you didn't try to go immediately to drinking. I Because that's usually your thing. Um, I mean, it's hazy. This is darker than the last one. There's definitely more orange. Rather than yellow. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's a it's a deeper color for sure, deeper orange. Man. Definitely hazy though. Got a little bit of head to it. Ooh, okay. This smells. The nose is more dialed back than what the definitely substance was. Not as like citrusy. I'm kind of getting like petroleum. Okay, I see where you could be smelling a little bit of that. I feel like I get more. Of a little, of like a caramelly nose mm. with the malt than I did with the, the substance ale. No, I'm not. I'm definitely, I just can't get that, like that Vaseline smell out of my nose. I see where you're getting it, but it's not, I don't know, it's not the first thing I thought of. And it's not something that like really presents itself to me. Yeah, I need, I know what you're saying, but. I need to sniff my. I do get citrus in there, but. It, yeah, okay. I feel like it's like a, um, like a deeper, darker. One, like kind of more of like a dehydrated orange, like more concentrated. It's not juicy. Right. Like the substance was, had like a juicy type smell to it. I can definitely smell the mosaic hop influence in the nose too. Smells good. Hmm. So it's a lot less vibrant and in your face than the substance. The flavors are definitely more muted. Mm-hmm. Um, I would describe this more as like dank. Sure. Yeah, I agree with that. It definitely has that that kind of like dank quality to it. Um, it's got. I feel like it seems more malt driven mm-hmm. than the substance ale was. You can definitely taste that it's like a malty sweetness in there, but there are like those kind of like dehydrated orange 
uh, like deep yeah. citrus flavors in there too. I think the flavor profile of this actually makes it even easier to drink than the substance ale. Well, it's very easy to drink because it's very um, balanced. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, it is. It's not super, super hop forward because um, you have that multi um, backbone. I don't know. It's, it's hard for me because I do like hops. So for me, this probably isn't my favorite offering that they have. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting because having the substance and then having this, you can definitely taste more bitterness in this in comparison to the substance. The the substance is way less bitter than what this is, even though this isn't like super bitter or anything. It's not super bitter because I don't really like bitter. Um, and I do like, I do like this. That's good. It's just hard. It's always hard when you have a good beer next to like a a really good beer. (laughs) And you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one is, uh, I think this is, okay, so the substance sale was a weekly one. I believe this is a year-round um, industry versus inferiority. I think it's a year-round beer. What's the difference between a year-round and a weekly beer? Um, so I think weekly on their website means that this is canned weekly. Okay. So they'll kind of almost always have it available in cans. Uh, the industry versus inferiority, it's just year-round. But they say year-round slash rotating. So... Yes, it's kind of year-round. There's no particular amount of time that they do it, like this month to this month. It's just like throughout the year, mm-hmm. but it rotates with the other beers for and availability. The, you know, we went to Bissell Brothers twice, and the, we went back the second day that they were sold out of this. They were, yeah. This is one that people talk about a lot, actually. They do. Um, I like the Substance Ale more. Me too. I like the industry versus inferiority, but I like yeah. the Substance Ale more. Truth. All right, so um, while you continue to sip on that, uh, so when they went to trying to figure something out for distribution for their beer, they kind of looked at distribution and were just kind of like, I don't really like the way distribution goes. I think they were doing regular distribution initially and then kind of decided, we've got an idea. So uh, they had this guy, Josh Schlesinger, who was already working for them. They kind of proposed something and said, why don't you... Start your own company. Start your own distribution. So he did, and he called it Sleek Machine Distro, uh, which ended up becoming his first clients were the Bissell Brothers. (laughs) So he would go around. He has, like, a lime green van that looks really cool, and he would go around and make it more personal with distribution. So that was kind of their idea of let's get out of the, in a sense, rat race of distribution where – you, you can get lost yeah. with it because, you know, you have a big distributor who's representing how many brands at a time. Well, and then you lose control over freshness a lot of the time. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, so going back a little bit, their initial brewery space had been occupied before them by Main Beer Company, another biggie in the area. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this know about them. Um, then Bissell Brothers took it over from them, and at that time, Main Beer Company had kind of reached out and said, hey, do you actually want to buy some of our equipment from us? And they kind of helped them out a little bit to get going, which was nice. Now, Bissell Brothers moved out of their old space, and you know who's in it now? Uh, someone we were at. Someone we, yes. I don't remember. Foundation, Foundation. Brewing. Okay. Who is doing a nice job. With, and that's a cool space. It is a cool space. So that's where Bissell Brothers was. Okay. I like that space. I don't know if maybe, it's hard to know, like, did Foundation change it a little bit? Yeah. Like, the look of it or something? Or did they just take it over as is? Like, I don't know. But well, whatever. it was a nice it, space. Yeah. Yeah, so Maine sold them the, the stuff. Um, so initially, I told you the, the Substance Ale was their initial beer. They sold only the Substance Ale for their first nine months. Really? Of their brewery. That's crazy. Wow. So they sustained on one beer for nine months. That's crazy. Then they introduced the beer Baby Genius, which we had at the brewery, which was at the brewery. They said it was a blonde. Yeah. But on the website, it says it's a session ale and it's hoppy. So it's kind of like a session IPA in a sense. Then they did their reciprocal, their I Lucky, and I'll talk more about what these are. 
Then they did reciprocal, I lucky, industry versus inferiority, which we were just drinking, and their Umbra oatmeal stout. Mm, so good. Yeah, I know. I you know I got to be honest, that mm, it's hard. Are you gonna say that's your favorite? It may have been my favorite actually. It's between that and their Lux, their Lux Rye Pale Ale. It was either Lux or the Umbra. They were both amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, and then the other one that they came out with at that time was Angels with Filthy Souls, which is a porter. Mm, we need some water. So as you can hear, people, water. they were doing different stuff. It wasn't all about the hoppy beers. Well, and what was the other? Oops, sorry. Oh, their Amber. Their Bucalia. <sighs> yeah. But it was kind of like a New England style, like hoppy amber. It was though. really good, though. It was very, it was very nice. Like malt driven and yeah. Really nice. Um, so then they started hitting it really big when they did Swish. Swish. Swish is what she, they're really, really known for. And that's mainly in like the trading forums. We never had Swish. No, we have not had Swish. Um, and I'll talk about its availability later because I have all their beers written down with the availabilities and everything. So Swish got crazy popular. And I believe it's one of their New England style IPAs. Um, yeah, no, it's double. I'm sorry. It's their double IPA. They're, so New England style double IPA. It became very popular very, very fast. They released it in January of 2015, and not long after release, they started having lines for the releases of cans. Then it started hitting the trading forums because people became very familiar um, with how good it was. So one of the things when we went up there is I was like, these, like, the beers are... All I know of is hoppy beers from Bissell Brothers. I hadn't had any. Neither of us had had any. Mm -mm. But that's all I had heard about because, you know, I'm in a beer group on Facebook and that's all they would talk about regarding Bissell Brothers is, oh, I'm looking for Swish. I'm looking for Substance. You know, all these just hoppy beers. Just IPAs. So I didn't even know if they had anything else. <laughs> so when I told Kevin that, he's like, you know, I'm really happy that you said that because it's my opportunity to kind of tell you. We don't want to just be known for hoppy beers. We also want people to know and get the word out there to say, we have other styles and we do them very well. And we can say, yeah. we can attest to that. Well, then after after that, like after our tour, we were drinking and then had more beer after the tour. And we both were like, we liked their non-IPAs more than their IPAs. And their IPAs were yeah, not to knock their IPAs by any means, because they were really good, if not phenomenal. Yeah, But their other offerings were just as good, if not better. You know? I, I felt like their non-IPAs were better than their IPAs. Well, and their IPAs were really good. Yeah. And, you know, again, it's just hard, because... An IPA is an IPA is an IPA. You know, right. it's hard sometimes to do something a little bit different. Um, but yeah, they're well. One of the ones we'll have later with their kickflip cream ale is really good, and we'll taste it again here as our last offering. Yes. Um, and the Umbra. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were talking about the Umbra. Uh, it's just yeah, that, the like, they were so good. But because of how popular Swish became. They ended up getting those lines of people. They ended up getting people wanting to grab it for the trading forums. Uh, they had people showing up with out-of-state license plates just to get Swish. Uh, and they were they started selling out of beer every single week. So at that point, they were kind of like, uh, we got to expand. I mean, Wait, there's really when no... when was this? What year was this? 2015. Still in 2015? Yes. Wow. So they were like, we got we to gotta expand. So then they ended up getting their new brewery, which is the one we went to okay. in Thompson's Point, and that opened in June of 2016. Okay. So when we went there, you know, it's been open like two years, basically, uh, in that and new space. A really doing, nice space, but we'll yeah. talk about it a little and bit. And they're still doing, it seems like, some revitalizing slash building in that area. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was actually um, one of the anchors, the the people who were building that, that grouping of... Um, of commercial spaces, they were kind of looking for a brewery to be an uh, anchor there as a destination for people and then put some other stuff in. Mm -hmm. um, so when they hooked up with Bissell Brothers, it yeah. was like a good match. They felt like these guys could really bring people in. And mm -hmm. I think that's, that's obviously yeah. working. Yeah. Obviously. 
So let's go to the next beer, and then we'll talk a little bit more. This one is the Pine Tree Agronomics. This is the one I was saying is uh, 100% Maine hops and grains. It is 6% alcohol, and it is a pale ale. Mm -hmm. And this is, we did have this before. We did. Actually, Um. we drank a full glass of it. Well, shared a full glass of it while we were being given a tour. And I selected this one, and then you picked the substance, right? Yes, exactly. So, honestly, when we were getting the um, the tour, we were just kind of trading our glasses back yeah. and forth while we were talking to, to Kevin about everything. It was fun. Um, okay, so I'll read you the information on this. Pine Tree Agronomics, um, do, 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 7.5. It says 7.5. It says 6 on the can, so I guess it's changed since they first made it. Uh, the malts are two-row flaked oats and wheat, and the hops are Cascade and Nugget. Okay. So go ahead, start checking it out. Tell me what you see. So it's obviously hazy, but definitely this is the lightest offering. It looks, I mean... Yeah, it almost looks white. Yeah, it's very, very pale yellow. I mean, yeah. if I didn't know what this is, I could say it's a Berliner Weiss. Mm-hmm. No, it definitely has that type of coloration, it's, especially yeah. with the haziness to it. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah, it could be a Berliner. But then you smell it. Oh, and you you started trying to I drink know. it all. <laughs> I, I, it's too hard. I just it want is. to drink. It's, yeah, I know. It's tough. Mm, I'm not getting a Ooh. ton, though. No, dude. Okay, so you know how I'm saying that we got, we got some caramel in the substance. We got, some, we got more caramel in the nose on industry versus inferiority. I feel like I smell even more really? caramel in Pine Tree Agronomics. Okay. I definitely do. It and it's, oh, it's good. It's, to me, it smells more honey. I did, yeah. That's a good point. I I definitely get a honey note it's, on the finish of each sniff. There's a little pininess in there. I'm getting a little lemon. Yes, I would definitely say yes. lemon. Yeah. 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 There's a definite lemon hit in there. It's a it's a, a subtle nose though. It's not like any yeah. taste nose. Yeah, it's not super crazy. Um, do you? Okay, this is kind of weird, but when I continue to sniff it, I feel like I get a very, very, very light bubblegum note. Ugh, I hate when you say weird stuff like that. That's not bad. Bubblegum is a good smell. No, it's not. It smells a slight bit bubblegum. It's like citrus bubblegum. Hmm. Yeah. Piney. It's piney. It's earthy. It's actually got a bit of a cereal finish. Naked, a little bit naked, naked Cheerios. <laughs> One of our favorite phrases. Yeah, I love the naked Cheerios. It was good. It's very, very easy to drink. Mm-hmm. This goes down super easy. I think of all three of the beers, it has the lightest mouthfeel to yeah. it. Which can make it go super fast. But, um, yeah, it's... it. Honestly, that cereal note in the on the finish just keeps growing and growing and growing as you take more sips. Mm-hmm. So, if you like that, like Rebecca, you'd be a big fan of this. If you're not the biggest fan of it, like me, you like the other beers more. I still like it, but... I still like the other beers more because I feel like there's nothing up front to kind of get me to drink to get the finish that I love. Okay. I see that. There's like a um, there's like a little bit of an orange in the beginning until you get to that cereal yeah. note, and I do think there's a little bit of a hint of that lemon you were talking about mm-hmm. getting in the nose. I it's say, very subtle though. Yeah, I will say I did like this more, like while you were there. Right. Well, we got these beers. What was the date that we got these? Because I did want to throw that out there to let people know that we didn't let these sit. For a super long amount of time. It was... I'm going to pull out my calendar. Just so I remember. A 20... Uh, September 26th. And we are recording on September 7th. Or, I'm sorry. Not September. October 7th. So, a little over a week we've had this. The next beer we're drinking was canned on 921... Yeah. Well, the Pine Tree Agronomics was on the 25th of, 
of September. So the day before we ended up getting it. So they're all like super, super fresh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're only a little bit over a week past canning on these. So all good. Um, All right. Now, a little bit more information. So we talked about their initial location. We talked about when they had to expand and they moved to Thompson Point. Thompson's Thompson's Point, not Thompson Point. Uh, But now we want to talk about how they opened a additional location, which happened in, I believe, in 2018, so this year. Yeah. They opened up... Oh, you need more water in there? Yeah. Okay. A little more rinse. So they opened up another location, and this was supposed to be primarily for, like, sour and funky stuff, because initially they were trying to work on some sour and funky things, but... It gets a little dicey when you have it in the same brewery as your clean, as people say, your clean beers, because, and Kevin was saying this while we were there, it doesn't take a whole lot for something to get into the clean area, some sort of bacteria to get there that you don't want, and then you have a real problem. So once they got everything moved out of there and they opened this other location, they were kind of like relieved. It was like, okay, it's contained. We feel good. So their new location is Three Rivers, is what they're calling it, and that's in Milo, Maine. Now, does Milo, Maine sound familiar? Yeah. It sure does. So they're calling it, so it's Three Rivers. They're calling it their Three Rivers location, but it's in Milo, Maine. So it's not Bissell, so they're not calling it Bissell Brothers, they're calling it, it's like a totally separate. No, 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 they are. It's Bissell Brothers Three Rivers location. So kind of like the brewery has offshoot brewery taru. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a good point. Um, Yeah, so this is where they're doing their Sours and Funkies. Uh, They have beers on tap there that you can only get there, such as Waveform, which is a wild IPA, Mm. and Square 3, which is a barrel-aged Saison. Very different. Yeah, exactly. It makes me, when I was doing my research and finding this, I was like, because I knew Kevin had, had talked about it, but... I was like, more real briefly. Yeah, yeah, I was more focused on where we were yeah. and those beers. Um, so when I was going through this information and writing it down, I was just like, man, I kind of wish we would have been able to make it up there. Because I didn't know prior to us going to Bissell Brothers that they had that location. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I may have tried to fit it in. No. We could not have. <laughs> we were very busy. Yeah. There's really nothing else that could have fit in. Okay, well then we should go back. That's fine. I'm totally down to go back. <laughs> Kevin, at some point, will come back. We want to go to the Three Rivers yeah. location and try these beers. Uh, so they've, they've opened it up because in that location because that's where they're from. And they kind of are hoping to help boost the economy a bit. You know, make it more of a destination for people to come out there, spend a little money there. What else is there? I don't know. Like, I mean, that's a good question. Spend money at the brewery and then... But this is the thing. When you have a draw like that, you can have other companies pop up around it. Yeah. And then you can really grow it, so... Because they said Milo is, like, smack dab in the middle of the state. Right. So it's kind of nowhere-ish. And like we said earlier, it's, like, around 2,000 people. Like, that's not much at all. That's very, very small. Um, Here's the other... there are a lot of towns around it, though. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't. I don't know the geography of that yeah. place. Um, but this is this is something that you're going to really like about that location. They have a cool ship. Really? Yes. A cool ship. Which, if people are not familiar, we'll end up talking about that more when we do the showcase for Allagash because we are doing one. Um, cool ship is basically like a big steel tray with like high edges. Where you dump the hot wort to cool down, and then you, like, open the windows and let whatever bacteria is in the environment come in and inoculate the beer. And then, I think you I think you only kind of leave it for, like, overnight. Overnight, yeah. And then you just put it away for fermentation, and whatever bugs what and stuff got in there is what's going to end up fermenting it. And see how it tastes. Uh, cool ships are really cool. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> they are awesome. Okay, so... Um, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, very, very interesting. So let's talk... Uh, how many breweries have cool ships, do you think? How many breweries have cool ships? Yeah. I... Honestly, I don't... I didn't know of any other than Allagash. 
So when I, when I was doing my research and I found out that they either do or will have a cool ship, I'm not 100% sure, at Bissell Brothers, I was very much like, oh, oh, okay. I didn't think anyone mm-hmm. else was doing this. And I guess you have to have the right weather. Right. That would support that because... Uh, oh, actually, that jogs my memory. Um, I believe that DeGard in Tillamook, uh, Oregon... Has a cool ship? I don't know if they have a cool ship, partic- like a particular like cool ship, but they do open fermentation. Mm-hmm. So, they might have a cool ship. I don't know. And apparently their environment's really good for those beers, but... So, um, let's go ahead and do another beer. And then we'll talk about anything else we want to say about our taproom experience. And then we'll talk about the beers available. Okay. So. I like this can because it looks like a mermaid. What? Okay. I I, I see where you're getting that, but I did not think that. That's, okay. Uh, So, this is Nothing Gold. And it is 8.2% alcohol. Ooh. Once again, like with a lot of their hoppy beers, they just say it's an ale. But I believe it's a double IPA. You don't think it looks like a mermaid? It's like a, sh- a shimmery... Oh, it's, I mean, it's more gold. I understand why you think that. Like, I understand where you get the mermaid influence when you look at it. But I didn't think that just looking at it. Alright. Okay. Just... Hold on. I want to. I want to talk about what's in there. I love the smell. <laughs> okay, making Rebecca sing. So the Nothing Gold. It's their hoppiest beer. This is the hoppiest beer that they have. So sounds exciting. Lay your hops on me. <laughs> their malts are Golden Promise, Two Row, Wheat Malt, Flaked Oats, and Honey Malt. And the hops used are Amarillo, Citra, and Equinot. You smell the citra. I smell deliciousness. Okay, so it kind of oh. looks... What does it look like? It looks mm. close to the industry versus inferiority, yeah. I'd say. It looks like... Pretty orange. Yeah, and it, I feel like this is like the haziest. Like, it looks so... Yeah. I could... Yeah. So thick. I could feel you on that. Thick and juicy. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, this is my first time smelling it, and... Gee, Whoa. It's like a citrus salad, yeah. basically. It's just like a bunch of citrus fruit just like pureed with an emulsion blender. Yeah. And just that smell you would get when it's happening. It's like orange, it's mango, it's tangerine. Yeah. Go, go, go. Clementine. Name a citrus. Sure. (laughs) Just name more citrus fruits. (laughs) No, that's okay. Um, Um, Wow. I feel like I just got a whiff of basil. Did you? Well, I think I... I smell caramel in there. I smell that kind of caramelly well, malt backbone. It smells good. It also could be because when I think of citrus, Ooh. I think, think of basil now because that's what I do my water infusions with. Oh, okay. I think those flavors are really yummy together. Sure. Someone should do a beer. Like a citrus basil beer? Yeah. I'm sure there's one out there. Well, I've never had one and I want one. Well, Bissell Brothers... BBB. Well, I know Kevin will listen to this at least. So, Kevin at Bissell Brothers, pass along that Rebecca thinks there should be a citrus basil beer. I, okay, I, I do feel, well, in my, in my head, I do, uh, <laughs> I'm getting basil in this beer. <laughs> so, I will say that the nose on this is phenomenal. Or there's something earthy. Maybe okay. not basil, but something earthy I'm getting. Okay. Yeah, I see, I see where you're going. There, there is an earthiness to it. Um, Oh, it smells crazy Basil is earthy to me. That's where my train of thought is going. It's just, it's it smells delicious. It's like the best hop smells yeah, you, could, you could ever smell. I hope it tastes like the way it smells, because if that's the case, this will be, like, phenomenal. Oh. I'm getting a lot of earthiness. Oh. It tastes kind of like a salad. Like, with greens? I don't know. I don't think so, but... You know what? Okay, when you say an earthiness and I took a few sips yeah. of it, I feel like I could just get a slight note of like a pepper. Okay. Like pepper like flesh, flesh? Okay. in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But other than that, it's got a decent viscosity to yeah. it. It's got I a, love the body on this. a good mouthfeel, yeah. which makes even more like that, that citrus salad pop. 
it's definitely a lot of mango to me and mixed with that orange and the tangerine and it's it's all it's all of it. Now when you say citrus salad, you literally you mean like a fruit salad. Yes. And I think that I'm getting more of the earthy green salad notes. Um okay. I think there's a decent bitterness on this though. Um I actually think that the bitterness you're perceiving is having to do with the alcohol level. Oh, maybe. Because I am getting a little bit of a burn on the end from the 8.2%. A smidge, yes. Yeah. It's not inappropriate in the beer, though. I will say that. <laughs> it's not inappropriate. This is really good. Oh, really good. I like this. I like Ooh. it, too. It's their hoppiest, potentially their tastiest, of what mm. we're drinking here. Of what we're drinking here. Okay. We'll see. We'll it's do, we'll do our ranking funny. in the end anyway, so. Mm. I feel like this beer's whenever really we record mm. before dinner, I can't really actually eat dinner because all I want to do is eat like Cheetos and pretzels. <laughs> hey, look, when you're a grown up, you can just eat Cheetos and pretzels for yeah, dinner. I know, but then my thighs and my butt don't really appreciate <laughs> the Cheetos. I will still love you as long <laughs> as you love good craft beer. <laughs> so there you go. That's the contingency. Mm. That's really nice. So good. The smell on that's crazy. Crazy how good that smell is. And for me, I kind of like this because, I don't know, maybe it's just my mood and the basil and that earthiness or whatever I'm perceiving. It's not just one note. Yeah, it kind of changes as you continue to sniff it. Yeah. It's not static. That's kind of my beef with a lot of IPAs. It's kind of like, oh, it's citrusy. You know, it's yeah, kind this of, is nondescript citrus, whereas this is like... I think there's... Yeah, we were able yeah. to pick out a lot. I'm going to keep yeah. going back for more. Okay, go ahead. Do what you need okay, to. It's not... The, the can is like gold, not mer- like a mermaid. Well, I see what but, you're saying, though, because it's like gold, like checks transitioning to silver, so it kind of might look a little bit like scales. Like a fishtail. Yeah, exactly. So that makes sense. Okay, I'm going back in for more. Okay, while you do that, I'll um, go over some beers... And then we can go ahead and talk about um, anything else you want to say about our tap room experience. And then we'll have the final beer. Final beer. Okay, so we went over the Substance Ale. That's our IPA that's done weekly. Uh, their Baby Genius we talked about. That was their Hoppy Session Ale. That one's only available April through October. The Bucalia that we talked about, which is kind of their Hoppy Amber, that one is a year-round beer. Their Lux is a rye pale ale. That was a That's contender. I think it might Bucalia. be my favorite. I don't know. It's between that Bucalia and the like Umbra. That. Yes, Rebecca. Bucalia does sound like Bukaki. <laughs> <laughs> I whispered that's it. Not what it's, that's not what it is. I didn't. I only whispered it. Should someone make a beer called Beer Cocky? Nah. Someone should. Someone can. <laughs> Go ahead. Take take that. Bizzle Brothers, take that name. Use it. No. There Just call have... it Brutal Battles Beer Cocky. Just call it. Uh, no, that sounds that bad. Sounds gross. <laughs> I'm telling uh, you. No. No. I would not support that. Anyway, that uh, Lux Rye Pale Ale is year-round. Uh, then Angels with Filthy Souls, that was the porter we talked about. That is only available in December. Oh, really? Yeah. Small window for that one. Uh, the Swish, which we talked about, super um, popular. That's a double IPA. Only available October through April. We just missed it. Yeah. Yes, we just missed it. The I Lucky is an IPA with rice and ginger. Sounds interesting. Mm. And that is year-round. Rebecca's not a ginger I like fan. It. Although, honestly, I, I always say that, but then everything I have with ginger I like. Yeah, exactly. Then the Reciprocal, that is their double dry hopped, double IPA that is all Australian with its hopping. Hmm. So I think that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, that one is year round. Uh, the Diavoletto is a session ale. That's year round. The Nothing Gold is their hoppiest beer. We were just drinking. Uh, that's available April through October. So mm, just missed that. Well, we just made it. Well, that's what I. Yeah, that. <laughs> you feeling these beers? <laughs> I mean, we just missed the end of it. We made it. We, we just, just made, made it. the end of it. <laughs> yes. Oh, my oh, God. Jeez. Okay, edit this out. No. <laughs> we keep it all. Uh, the next beer is their Seed. It was a strawberry and raspberry ale. Ooh, I bet that could They be good. do it once a year. Oh, well, yeah. Sounds good. Uh, then their Dangle, 
is a corn rice and lime zest Ooh, ale. I would like that. Uh, they only did that one time, or they only do that once a year as well. Then their Umbra oatmeal stout mm-hmm. that is a year round. I wish it was in cans while we were there. Yeah, along with the Lux. Um, then the Evermore Pale Ale with raspberries added. That one is done once a year. Uh, Industry versus Inferiority IPA, which we had, is a year round. They have a barrel aged Umbra. What? Yes. I knew you would perk up when I said oh, that. Man. Yeah, I know. Oh, I bet that's really good. I know. As good as that Umbra is on its own, I can imagine that the barrel aged version would be like ridiculous. When does that come out? It just said limited. Oh, man. So it must just be like a. I'm, I'm going to bet it says limited because it's like a. Yeah. They go back and, like, kind of take a look at it and check in and see, like, when it's ready. Like, the like, beer will tell you when okay, it's ready. so I feel like next time we need to go up to Portland in October. It sounds like a good time to do it. Yes, then also you're, the you're le- right. the leaves will be better. Yeah, that's true. Um, so then they have an Engram. Engram, which is their hoppy wheat. That is year-round. One called Here's to Feeling Good All the Time. Mm. It's a double IPA, also year-round. I like that name. One, uh, and another IPA called Big Small World, also year-round. The Pine Tree Agronomics, their 100% main IPA, is a limited one. Mm. Uh, they have one just called Lager Beer, which is was our first lager, I believe. That one is year-round. They have a beer called Sigil One, which is a barrel-aged oatmeal stout that is blended amongst the barrels to make it nice and smooth. Um, So that sounds good. They have a Sigil Number Two, which is the same thing, but it's done with coffee, which Rebecca's eyes just got even larger. Uh, Then they have a Sigil Three, which actually I I need to read that from the website. They had like posters about their beers. I think I saw a sign for that. The Sigil Ones? I think so. So listen to what the Sigil 3 is. This is what it says on the website. Um, A blend of barrel-aged oatmeal stout and barrel-aged barley wine, aged for many months in used Kentucky bourbon and New England rye whiskey barrels, then blended with fresh, smoked Russian Imperial stout. And it's 9.3%. Wow. That sounds awesome. See, you lost me. It's smoked. Yeah, sorry. I don't like my... I don't like smoke. Yeah. So anyway, that one that one's also kind of like a little release. I mean, I'd release. still like to taste it. Then they got have their Precept German Pills. Mm, I bet that's tasty. That is year-round. I would love to try that. It wasn't available while we were there. Then their Resolve Hoppy Dark Ale, which is also year-round. Uh, their Preserve and Protect IPA, which is year-round. Their Mana Mana Hoppy Ale, which is done once a year. And finally, their Kickflip Cream Ale, which is a year-round. And we do have right here and shall be our final beer. I need a rinse. So the Kickflip Cream Ale is 5.5%. Oh, yeah, you do need a rinse. You don't want to. And I need Cheetos. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. You're definitely going to want Cheetos after having a cream ale. You think so? Oh, yeah. Why? For some reason, I I don't know what it is, but... Well, I think I do know what it is. Like, a lot of times, cream ales give me, like, a corn-type flavor, and that just makes me want to have Cheetos, because Cheetos are... Don't what about the corn nuts? ...based in corn. Oh, dude. Don't get me started on corn nuts. Do love some corn nuts. There will be a beer and corn nut episode. Yes, there will. And we had a very tough time finding corn nuts. It's a... There's a conspiracy to squeeze corn nuts out of the market. Because no one eats corn nuts anymore. Makes me mad. Okay, so the kickflip. The malts in it are main two-row, flaked rice, and flaked corn. So there you go. And the hops are Hollertau, Callista, and Cluster. Holla. Holla, though. Okay, what does it look like? It looks like a cream ale, right? I mean, no. (laughs) It's like a light yellow, like super yeah. light yellow. And it's clear. Um, a little, no, there's a little haze. It's a little hazy, but not... But it's, I mean, compared to the other ones. Yeah, nothing it's, like the other stuff at all. What does it smell like? I'm getting uh, lemon. Yeah, there is a little lemon note. Lemon. It does smell creamy. It smells like naked Cheerios. <laughs> there's a little bit of that. There is. Not a little. I definitely smell the wheat, like a wheat influence in it. I smell... The influence of the corn in there. It, just, it smells clean. I know there's not 
I don't think there's wheat in it. I did read it, but I don't think there's wheat in it. But it had, smells a little weedy. Definitely smell like corn. I get a little bit of like, yeah, you're you're saying a little lemony. It smells mm-hmm. like a hop lemony. It smells good. Yeah. I like it. Oh, man. It's like so freaking clean. Yeah. It's, it's like just, ridiculous how clean that it's is. It's just one of those beers that you could drink all day, every day. I know. It's like super easy, but there's a really good amount of flavor. Right. It's like super satisfying. Like you're not just like drinking nothing. Like you're getting all of those. I love that. I love all these flavors. I feel like the flavors match the nose pretty much exact. Mm-hmm. You get that kind of bit of corn. You get that hit of lemon. It's just it's like, like has a creaminess to it. it it's yeah. like cornflakes meets Cheerios with a little touch of lemon drops. Yeah, I could see that. And there's that little bit of cereal on the on the end for you. Yeah, I know, I love it. Oh, this is good. Love mm. it. Okay, so we're having this, and we we're doing it last to kind of sh- to, to kind of illustrate, like, look, we ran through all these super hoppy beers, which is what Bissell Brothers are really known for. But we're gonna end on this cream ale, which is really really good because we. Full disclosure, we drank some of this prior to recording. Not yeah. not same day, but like some days prior. Different and we're day. just like, this is so good. And we love it. Yeah, it's really awesome. Um, we like a good cream ale. So people out there, if you're listening, Bissell Brothers isn't just about hoppy beers. They have other stuff. They have awesome stuff. That Umbra oatmeal oh, stout. I amazing. need more in my life. The Lux Rye Pale Ale. The Bucalia Amber. Bucalia. Love it. The kickflip cream ale. Also love I'm it. sure the porter's really good. The yeah. filthy, what is it? Angels, Angels with, with filthy, filthy souls. souls porter. I'm sure it's really good. Yeah. Uh, also, I'd love to try their precept German pills. I bet that is killer. Well, like a nice clean we're pill. We're going to have to see if we can get like anticipated release on some of these and plan our next vacation <laughs> accordingly. Our... Okay. Yeah. Um,. Because there's a lot of food and beer to be had in Portland. There totally is. It's a really cool place. So, was there anything additional um, that you wanted to say about the tap room? Um, I thought the design was really nice. Yeah, it was cool. I like how they had the upstairs. They had the outside space, which is mm-hmm. always nice. Um, they did have one arcade game. The, uh, yeah, I believe so. I don't remember what game it yeah. was. That was kind of behind us. It had a lot of nice natural light coming in. It was nice and kind of warm and inviting. Um, Didn't have as much of a industrial feel as some of the other other breweries. Um, A little bit, but it still felt really warm and inviting. Yeah. Um, And then they had a restaurant right next door that you could kind of just do like take out and eat in there, which was kind of cool. Um, side note, apologies to everyone if you hear rumbling on the podcast. There's some jackass outside who doesn't have a muffler on their truck, and it's very loud. Yeah. Idiot. Uh, anyway, one of the things that was interesting to me is, like, all the artwork there was oh, very, yeah. like, it reminded me of, like, skater style. Yeah. Like, skateboarding, mm-hmm. and well, it was kind of... kickflip. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, it ties in. And, it, and it's kind of, like, had a little bit of, like, a graffiti aspect to it. Yeah. Um, it was cool. And then they also have like in their initial area where you come in, they have a window right. to, I, to the restaurant next door. Yeah. To that restaurant. I'm sorry. I was distracted by, by the, the muffler. damn rumbling, but, um, and then in the bathroom, cool. they have stickers on the, um, mirrors of other breweries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know in the women's bathroom, they had a sticker for union. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. near us. Yeah. So. It's uh, it's just nice. It, it's comfortable. It's warm, and the beers are really good. I bought a T-shirt, which was really cool. They you had did, another yeah. really cool um, merch. They um, do. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, super cool. Really loved it. Thank you so much, Kevin Broderick. You were very, very awesome with the hospitality. You were a lot of fun to talk to. Yeah. Really enjoyed talking to you. We man. were like, oh wait, you have to go already. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's got a kid, so he had to get home. So, um, if we would have shown up earlier in the day, we would have been we able to spend day. more time with him. But yeah, we were pretty I also stacked up. Loved that there was ample parking. 
Oh, I know. You know, parking is key. Although that might that might not be the case during weekends because we were there on a Wednesday, oh, that's true. so true. A little different. When we were there, we had no problem. Right, we did. Um, well, so- there was another lot though. Not there was actually a parking lot like down from where all the buildings were. There was a big lot. So, yeah. um, FYI, we just each poured ourselves more of the kickflip. <laughs> Man, so good. So good. I just love sipping on this. Okay, so yeah. let's rank them. Oh man, um, this is gonna be this is uh, really hard. This is gonna be tough. Um, what is my favorite one? Well, yeah. I just poured more kickflip, but I feel like I need to try other ones. Well, I mean, you can go get another glass if you want no. to just pour a little bit in, I or you just got to remember. I can't get up. Okay, so <sighs> this is really hard. No, it is. It's tough. Um, I think I know where I want to go, though. Go ahead. Okay, so my number one's actually going to be that Nothing Gold. That that really impressed me um, because that nose is intoxicatingly amazing. The taste is pretty close to the nose. It's just, like, a little more muted than what the nose is with vibrancy. Um, yeah, that Nothing Gold is very, very good. That's my number one. My number two... Um, it's the kickflip. Okay. I love this kickflip. This is a really nice cream ale. It's very nice and refreshing, but it's really tasty at the same time. It's super easy. Uh, then it's the substance. Mm-hmm. I like that substance a lot. There's a lot of really nice citrus going on in there with some pine to balance it out. It's just like a really good marriage of those flavors. Then after that, I'm going to have to go with the industry versus inferiority. I quite like that one. Um, it's just a little more, it's, it's kind of like the, the step down from the substance in my opinion, but still very tasty. And then my last one is the pine tree agronomics, mainly because the, um, the significance of that cereal note to it. So, you know. Can I pour this in yours? Uh, pour all your kickflip in mine? Yeah, fine. Well, cause I, I need. I won't fight that. Well, I need to retaste some. That's fine. Let me pour you some water. So this you is like really that. hard. No, it is, because you like them all. I mean, I like them all, so I figure you like them all, too, but... I need to taste. You need more of the industry versus inferiority to figure that one out? Do you have any set in your mind, though, at the moment? Yeah. Okay, that's good. I think my number one is the substance ale. Can't blame you. I cannot. It is very good. Well, I mean, they've had a lot of time to perfect that, too. I mean, I really obviously, like that that's what that's how they hit the ground running. They were doing that for the first nine months. You know, they've, they've had it for a long time. Tried and true. So your, the substance is your number one. Yeah, and then... Do you I know your number two yet? No. <laughs> okay. Got it. Okay, substance is my number one. Then it's the kickflip. Okay, nice. Then it's nothing gold. Okay. Then, I just don't know. <laughs> it's only two more. Then, it's industry versus inferiority. And then the pine tree agronomics. Was this the both our last? Yes, yeah. it was. That, that's the only thing that was the same. Oh, no, our industry versus inferiority was the same, too. Yeah. So those last two are, were the same for us. The other three were mixed up a little. Oh, wait. You said kickflip for your number two, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was my number two. Oh, okay. So our um, substance and nothing gold were switched. It's really hard, though. I mean, my honestly, my top three could be interchanged, and my mm-hmm. last two could be interchanged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, You're not getting this kickflip back, though. Since it, went in, <laughs> since it went into my glass, it's not coming out. It's just um, going into my stomach. Sorry. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of hard. Like, the top three are kind of like, do I want something with more body and more alcohol? Do I want just something kind of easy? Yeah. You know, it's... I hear you. Um, Yeah, but uh, I really enjoyed doing this episode. Um, Once again, thank you very much to Kevin Broderick at Bissell Brothers. Thank you, Bissell Brothers in general. And thank you for providing the beers for this episode. 
Uh, just to remind people out there, we make no money at this at all. So when we can get beers, we basically lose money. Yes, we do. That, that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's not we don't make money. We lose money because we just spend on it. It's a hobby. Yeah. So it really helps us out when breweries give us beers to do episodes, and that's why we'll definitely do these showcases yeah. for breweries who give us beers. So we appreciate that. But and and I don't know names of anybody else, but everybody was super nice. You know, when Kevin left, he's oh, yeah. like, I agree. you know, passed us on to, and I don't even know his name, but was he was Mike. Maybe I'm terrible with names. Yeah. I used to think I was good, but I'm really not. I used to actually be good. And then I hit my mid thirties and that started falling apart. Uh, <laughs> but he was super nice and knowledgeable. Yeah. And then, um, and I don't know her name either. The woman I bought the t-shirt from, she was super nice. And she's like, I think I have this in another size. Let me go check. Um, and people were coming around and taking your glasses. Yeah. People were staying on um, top of that. It was just a very, very super, good experience. Super well run. Yeah. Super well mm-hmm. run. And you could tell, like, you could see that the people working there were having a good time with each other at the same time that they were doing work. Yeah. Well, when you first walked in, that's what you want. When you first walked in, you were like, is Kevin here? And the guy was like, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you could just tell by that, like, you yeah. know, they get along, they, they have around. fun. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, uh, Bissell Brothers and Kevin. Yeah. You guys were great. And we Keep hope making to, good beer. Yeah. We hope to come back and get cans of other stuff. Yeah. Because we love it all. Yeah. We really do. So people out there, if you're trading for beers, know that you can trade for things other than hoppy beers from Bissell Brothers, and it's very much worth it. Yeah. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening to this. And until next time, keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.